Welcome to the Dudist Journey. I'm your host, the Reverend Philip K. And today I'm going to be doing a little sermon out there for y'all. And today is going to be, <clears throat> the topic is going to be joy. Hold on here, I'm going to get my little hemp cigarettes here. Don't mind if I smoke, do you? <laughs> uh, Alright, so uh, just a few things real quick, just so people know. Uh, my name is Philip K. I'm an artist and author, uh, learning to do uh, computer programming at the moment. And um, uh, I'm just a dude. This is uh, I'm a reverend in the Church of the Latter-day Dude. And Dudism is a philosophy, it's not a religion, just in case anyone gets confused. I know I tend to quote people from, from religions, but it's not, it's, you know, it's not what you think. I'm not trying to preach to anybody, I'm just a dude. Going through this journey of life, riding the ride, and just trying to figure out what to do along the way. So I don't really cater to any specific religion. I try to look at all religions. Let's look at all the faiths. Let's look at all these beliefs. And I guarantee you're going to find some similarities, believe it or not. So <clears throat> the reason I started doing this podcast was that my little brother, Jake, died of a drug overdose in 2020. And it's been real difficult on me, my family, and everyone. And uh, I've been writing these sermons to kind of help me through uh, uh, the, the depression and the, the suffering and the misery and the pain. And so, <clears throat> which is why today we're talking about joy. Joy! Uh, <laughs> and uh, so that's what I'm trying to kind of figure out here. Because, you know, I got a wife, I got kids, I can't be sitting depressed, you know, crawling into a bottle or nothing. I, I, gotta, I gotta keep moving. You know, stuff's got to get done, man. The world ain't going to stop for me. I got to keep moving. So when we look at philosophy, when we look at life and everything, um, when we look at joy, we have to kind of understand about what that is. Now, we can go all the way back to Aristotle, who once said that joy is the ultimate goal at which all humans aim. And uh, yeah, I can kind of, I can kind of see that. I mean, for the most of us, right? I mean, that's all we want: live in a peaceful house, peaceful neighborhood, peaceful folks. You know, we're not, we're not asking for too much. Hold on, I got a fan going on here that's really loud. I'm gonna see if I can just turn it off real quick. Oh my god. Okay, I think that's. Oh, I'm bumping stuff here. I'm in my recording studio slash closet here, so. <sighs> so at the end of the show, I gotta come out of the closet. <laughs> all right sorry sorry i'll try all right so let me get back to it so joy so let's let's talk about that because happiness and joy as i've learned in my research are two different things oddly enough so now happiness they state is like a burst of pleasure you know like when you eat a good meal or you see a funny movie that's happiness it's temporary that's the thing it's temporary now, joy, on the other hand, is a long-term state of inner peace, and it's an ongoing process that takes time. You understand? Okay? So if someone has found joy, well, then that person <clears throat> that person has understood the, the long-term. They're doing the long-term plan, not the short-term. Because we can all do the short-term, right? You know, a lot of us, we get depressed, we you get drunk, go out with friends maybe, you know, do a little drug, smoke a little weed, drinking that wine. But then you sober up, and you're right back where you fucking started. So, 
let's consider that there for a bit. So, how do I find joy? Obviously, I know how to find happiness, so how do I find joy? How does that work? What do, who do I talk to? <clears throat> so, I've been looking for, I've been looking around, and I find that uh, you can go into religion, right? You can do that. Like, um, like what is this? Uh, I believe there's a quote. I'm trying to think if this is from the Buddha or not. <clears throat> Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. Okay. All right. So it's kind of opening up the doors there. It's, uh, it, what it basically says, and this is what Buddha said specifically, is that suffering will pass so greater things can come into our life. You've heard the old saying, one door, o- one door closes, another one opens. It's pretty much that philosophy there. And that's the thing you have to remember. Su- suffering is temporary. It's really up to you on how long that suffering lasts. Because there's folks out there that have less than you, and they found joy in life. So consider that for a minute. So as I look at modern science, psychology, and the world along my journey, trying to figure out how all this, this big ride called life works, I found that <clears throat> there's a few things that, once again, these places will have in common. And so what I found is that they have that the first thing you have to do is find a purpose. Okay, makes sense. What is your purpose in life? What, what were you here on this earth to do? You know, I know some folks are like, look, man, I might just be a truck driver, but I'm a damn good truck driver. Okay, I've never had any accidents. I've never had any problems. All my stuff's gotten delivered on time. I may not be the most important person in the world, but considering the fact that everything from the food in your mouth to the shoes on your feet has been on a truck at one point, I think that, you know, I found my purpose here. So, how do you find that purpose? Well, the first thing that that they say to do is that you have to remember to have some gratitude. Okay? Be thankful for what you got. Okay? Be thankful for what you have. You got to remember that. A lot of people, they've got opportunities, they've got possibilities right in front of them. But if you're in a state of just constant, like, suffering and everything sucks, then you're not going to see those opportunities. You're not going to see things right, and you're not going to utilize it, man. And you got to utilize that time. Every minute counts. And you notice most of the sexful, successful people out there, they burn the midnight oil, you know. So think about that there for a minute. <clears throat> you got to carve out time for yourself, right? So you got to, you know, get a hobby, or, or start working or start doing something for you and understand why you're here. Why are you where you are? What did you have to do to get there? And what do you got to do to get where you want? Things to think. You have to really examine yourself. And that's what I've been doing a lot, man. Been examining myself. Taking a good hard look in the mirror, man. Now, another thing they're going to tell you to do is to pray or meditate, one or the other. So try to fill yourself with peaceful thoughts, speech, actions, efforts, and mind. Now, they say that you should be praying or meditating at least, at least one hour a day. One hour a day. Right? I remember there was this, uh, there's a story, there was this Buddhist monk and he was being interviewed by these reporters. And a reporter said, how long should a person pray or meditate a day? He said, "Eh, about an hour. And the reporters laughed. They said, well, what if you're busy? And the monk said, well, if you live a busy life, then two hours. You should be praying or meditating for two hours. 
<laughs> think about that for a second, man. You got to take care of yourself. I mean, think about it, man. If you don't feed the horse, he can't pull the wagon, okay? Consider that. Another thing they got to say you got to do is that you got to focus on your goal, man. I mean, what's the point? I mean, if, if, if it's an afterthought, then it's just going to fizzle away and die. All right, focus on that goal. The achievement over a challenge, that's a great feeling. Like when you solve a puzzle, when you beat the game, when you win the race, it's a great feeling, man. So make your goal interesting. Make it meaningful. Make it even a little challenging. And if you don't make your goal, it's okay. Make a new one, all right? So you didn't finish that novel this month. Well, you got next month, okay? New deadline, all right? Give yourself a break sometimes, all right? Take it easy, which is the main philosophy of dudism. Take it easy, okay? Think with a calm mind, you'll get stuff done. The other thing people got to understand is that you got to live in the now, man. All right? Thinking about the future of the past causes you not to live today. You got to live today, man. This is it. You could be dead tomorrow. All right? There's all kinds of craziness out there. Who knows what could happen? Live today. If you learn to live in the now, you can release yourself from the pain that's connected to the past and the worries of the future. And I remember, I think it was Willie Nelson that said, most of the stuff I worry about never happened anyway. So why waste all that time worrying about it? You know? Think about it, man. Think about it. <clears throat> Another thing you got to do, and I talked about this in my last podcast on forgiveness, and that is that you got to let things go. Let go of the past, man. It happened. It's done. What are you going to do today? You know what I'm saying? Negative experiences... They create barriers from accessing the joy that you could be feeling today. If you're still thinking about how pissed pissed you are about somebody who wronged you in the past, then how are you going to enjoy today with your kids or with your friends or with your family? How how are you going to enjoy it if you're ticked off? you got to forgive. Forgiveness is more for you than for the other person. You don't even have to tell the person you forgave them. You don't. You don't have to hang out with them. You don't have to be friends. You just have to focus on you. And that's it. Let go of that past. Heal from it, man, so you can evolve, so you can grow. You got to you gotta clear out the history, you know. Clear your mind of the negative thoughts and those negative feelings, man. Just flush it out. Delete. Do yourself a, a defrag, man, on your own mind. It's not a bad idea. And the thing that you got to do during this is you got to control your thoughts, control your world. You can seek a counselor if you have to, man. But we all know that to be angry is very uncool. It's very uncool. I mean, no one likes to hang out with people that are angry because they're freaking angry all the time. Uh, it's like it's hard to have a good time when your best friend is all mad and in a mood and da 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 da. And I should know about dealing with anger because I'm a Ghostbuster fan. And if you know anything about these Ghostbuster groups, every month, every friggin' month, they are bitching and complaining about the 2016 female reboot. I'm serious. It's almost like every Ghostbuster fan with a small dick has got a, like once a month gets his period and then has to go and bitch and whine on some fucking... A message board somewhere some twitter feed or, or some some news feed or whatever and it's just like dude let it go 
Look, I didn't like the Extreme Ghostbusters cartoon, but you don't hear me bitching and complaining about it and making memes about it every freaking month. And the problem is, is that kind of hate pushes people away from Ghostbusters. It pushes it away from the fandom. Because here's the thing. If you didn't like a movie, then that movie was not made for you. Okay? Now, I'll give you an example. I'm showing my daughter Ghostbusters 1 and 2, and she doesn't like it. Bunch of boys. The girls are all damsels in distress. Not really digging it, you know? And then I show her the 2016 Ghostbusters Answer the Call, or GBATC as we call it, and she loved it. She freaking loved it. She thought it was hilarious. Thought it was great to see girls in there kicking butt. Now she's a Ghostbuster fan. She's got a Ghostbuster costume. She got all the Ghostbuster action figures. Me and her were Ghostbusters for Halloween. And I'm like, you know what? Most Ghostbuster groups were total sausage fests. And now we got all these beautiful women dressing up like Holtzman and stuff. It helped grow the fandom. And a lot of kids really love the movie. And regardless of what you might think... It made its money back. It made over $100 million from its budget. And it has a higher critical rating on Rotten Tomatoes. It has a higher rating than GB2. So if you didn't like the movie, you know, I used to do, I used to criticize movies. And it was, you know... It was just like something to do, just a blog, because I've worked in film, so I know a lot of the magician's tricks, and so I have a different opinion on film. It's like, you know, if you're with anybody, like let's say your friend's a carpenter, and you walk past by a, a park bench or something, and it's badly made, and he'll point it out, because he's a carpenter, he knows wood, he knows what he's looking at, this wooden bench is not correct. And so it's the same way with me with movies. It's like, I learned the magician's tricks, so now when I go to the magic show, I'm not amazed anymore. I know where the other rope is. I know where the bird and the rabbit are hidden. I know the trick. I know the magic. So it kind of loses it, you know. But as I was doing the, these reviews and stuff, I was I reviewed a film that my buddy worked on, and I trashed it really hard because I got friends in L.A. that work in the film business. And so... I trashed it pretty hard, and, um, yeah, he was like, what the hell? Because this is during the time when it was all cool to say all the horrible things on the internet. The more outrageous, the more hits you got. And I was doing it as a joke, but there's real people out there, so you, you find yourself just like, okay, what am I doing here? And me, hey, man, I've made books and comics and artwork. I get criticized. I had a guy criticize my stuff super harsh, man. Just just called me a like a filthy amateur. And um, the comic, what was it? Out of five stars, he gave it one and a half. <laughs> Ouch! Damn! So, you have to let this anger go. Don't, don't let things get to you so hard, man. You gotta let it go. Oh, man. Sorry, I'm drinking water here. Smoke's drying up my mouth. As it does. So don't don't try to sit there and, and be a, a grump puss all the time or be an angry old man. You just gotta let things go. And if you don't like something, hey dude, keep scrolling. Turn the channel. You have so much power and options now more than anyone else has. It's like, shh, take advantage of it, man. 
but at the, at the same time, and at that same in that same breath, then I'm gonna tell you to be cool. You do have to be true to yourself. Okay, and this is a big question that I, I kind of ask people: Are you living to please others? Are you living to please yourself? There has to be kind of a balance, because once again, if you're not taking care of yourself, you can't do what you do. Okay, if mama bird don't eat, then the baby birds don't eat. Okay, mama's got to eat. <coughs> And, and and so you have to think like are you are you living genuinely the way you want to be? You have to be in your organic state that is most comfortable if if you want to go forward, man. And and a lot of us, you know, sometimes we don't do that, do we? You know, we're we're sitting here and we're working that <coughs> crappy job or sticking with this and sticking with that when there's <coughs> opportunities and possibilities all around. We live in the age of the internet, man. Kids are making money just doing stupid videos on YouTube. I know I had a YouTube channel. I had millions of views on it, but I had to take it down because my wife got this job with the government and blah, blah, blah. Long story short, but that's that's what happened. So now I'm starting the new. <coughs> but you, you, you have to kind of, if you're in a constant state of pain, you, you got to get away from that pain, from that chaos. All right. You don't want to be in a non-organic state because you're going to suffer for that. You got to be you, dude. Okay. But if if you if being you is like, well, this thing makes me angry, and it's like, well, then don't focus on that thing. Don't do that thing. Don't go near that thing. Try and do your best to stay away from that thing. Keep your cool, man. Keep your cool. And one big thing, and I've noticed this with a few a few of the different places that I looked at. They talked about how you have to reconnect with nature, which can be hard for some of us, you know, especially if you're living in the city and you're in an apartment and stuff. It's like, dude, I've got a house plant and that's it. How am I supposed to connect with nature over here? Well, there's what I'm talking about is like laugh. Just laugh more. Hang out with those positive people that help you feel better and help you get that urge to succeed, you know, because if you tend to hang out with folks that complain all the time, um, that, you know, uh, that doesn't really help you because they're just dragging you down into their hole and their misery. What you got to do is show how them to be probably in a more positive way about it. Like, I have friends, and, and, and they'll talk about, like, politics or something. They'll be all, rah, 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 this, this politician, and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay, you know, I understand you're upset there and everything, but, um, this complaining ain't gonna do anything. You want to change, run for office. R- write to all your, 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 you know, Congress people and your representatives and whatnot. Make your voice heard. And I always tell, I always tell, run for office. A lot of these places, you don't need much. Okay, it's not like you need a four-year degree to become an alderman. All right, get out there and do it yourself, man. Be the change you want to see in the world. I definitely would like to see a more helpful, peaceful place. Cause like I said, the world's not easy, man. This ride is crazy, and it's filled with laugh, love, and suffering, and anger, and sadness, and joy. It's all these things. But as we're going through the day, and we're trying to 
make our goals or we're trying to succeed in something or we're trying to be the better wife or the better husband or the better partner or whatever it is, we got to start taking care of ourselves a bit. Take some time for us. Do something for us. I mean, here, look at me. I'm doing this podcast. I got a little YouTube video with my crappy webcam over here. And so this is like my little thing that I do along with, you know, my, my, my work. This is something for me to kind of help me get through the day, to help me deal with life. Because, like I said, man, with my little brother gone, it it fucks with me. I just put it plainly, it fucks with you, especially when someone younger dies. You feel responsible, even though the guy was 35 years old. As an older sibling, you you feel responsible. And I know at the end of the day, he's responsible for his own decisions because it's not like I didn't try. I mean, a month before he died, I'm begging him to get off the drugs. And he's telling me, dude, you know, I've overdosed like five times. I can take whatever I want and I'll never die. Famous last words. Because a month later, he was gone. And I got to let it go. I can't sit in this suffering forever. I can't sit here and, and do this to myself. <coughs> Not to mention my wife and my kids. And so I've got to do a few things that can help me reconnect. And like I said, with like reconnecting with nature, you don't exactly necessarily have to, you know, <laughs> plant a garden or grow your own food. But you can just step outside and enjoy the the air. I mean, you know, I, I'm out here in in, uh, in Texas, and I gotta tell you, I have seen some of the most beautiful skylines. If you ever catch me on Instagram, which is uh, Philip K. Writer, like a person who writes something down, like I do books, I'm a writer. Duh, duh, duh. Well, I also write code. <laughs> So that's why I put writer as opposed to author. But if you go to Philip K. Writer on Instagram, you'll see, excuse me, you'll see some pictures I got up there of these, just these beautiful skylines in Texas. I live out in the country and it's just gorgeous. I mean, you just step outside in the morning and it's like, wow. And that helps me reconnect and remind me that, you know what, this is the only planet we got. I mean, I know that the government admitted that there's aliens and there's aliens out there on their planets, but, you know, they haven't exactly come down and quite talked to us yet. It's usually just, you know, rectal exams. But I have to remember that I'm a part of this world, I'm in it, and i got to do what I can to make it as best I can before I leave. It's like the old quote goes, we do not inherit the earth, we borrow it from our children. So what are you leaving behind for your kids? What are you leaving behind for everybody else? Because one thing I, I try to tell people is like, look, man, if, if you die tomorrow, what are people going to say about you? What was your big contribution to the earth? My little brother, he was a really talented musician, a really talented bass player, but he didn't, he didn't record anything. And if anything was recorded, it's been lost. His purpose, I believe, was to make music. And unfortunately, as most... Uh, professional musicians will tell you it doesn't pay the bills man i know a lot of guys in bands they go on tour they sell albums 
and, and they, they still got a clock in on a 9 to 5. But what they're doing brings them joy, it brings others joy, reconnects them with people, reconnects them with life and nature and all that good stuff. Finding your purpose, man. Finding the joy. Now, I know we all say food tastes great, but free food tastes better. <laughs> but if if you got real joy, if you found the real joy in life, then every meal is going to taste like a free meal, if you know what I mean. So, all right, now this is the, the part in the, the show where I like to give five minutes of uh, silent prayer or meditation time. We just take this five minutes to reflect. Think about it. How do you get joy? What are you going to do to be joy? What are you going to do for you? What are you going to do to make, make your life all, all worth it and, and, and enjoy this ride and make this ride of life the most of it, you know? Let's do five minutes right now. All right, man. Well, thanks for tuning in. This has been the Dudas Journey with your host, the Reverend Philip K. And I'm going to be signing off. So, fine. I hope you find joy. Because I'm still trying to, to find mine, man. Y'all take care. And remember, take it easy. Because when you take it easy, the dude abides. See y'all later.